Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Excited to be home, excited to be in the presence of the Lord tonight, excited to celebrate Christmas. It is the most wonderful time of the year, but not because of all the things that we make it to be, but because we're celebrating that Jesus came and he was born, and that's what we're here to celebrate. So if you you can put up verse one if you want.
Praise the Lord. It's the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? So lots of wonderful traditions and things that we sing, but, you know, I love to listen to the Christmas carols. There's a lot of good things in those old hymns or Christmas carols that we sing, and so um, I'm excited to be here tonight, so excited to be home. I think many of you know that we were stuck in South Dakota for a couple days um, with a blizzard, but the Lord had his hand upon it, and sometimes when you don't know what to do, you just remember that the Lord's in control and he'll take care of the rest, so I'm thankful for that, and uh, excited. Um, Praise the Lord. You know, Christmas is where we celebrate the fulfillment of Isaiah's prophecy when he said that the Lord himself will give a sign, and behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which is God with us. And I know that celebrating Christmas sometimes, there's a lot going on. Um, But it's not just that he came, but it's that the God of the universe robed himself in human flesh, and he humbled himself and became a baby. Isn't that amazing to think about? And he was God with us. And I think that is what is the most incredible thing about it all is that it wasn't just another man, it wasn't just another prophet, but the Lord came, and I am so thankful for that. Um, I'm going to be reading from John chapter 14, verses 16 through 18. And if you'd like to stand with me, I'm going to be reading two portions of Scripture from John chapter 14. Um, First, it's going to be 16 through 18, and then it is going to be 25 through 27. Are some of you kids excited for Christmas on Sunday? Yes, they're ready. Are some of you adults excited for Christmas on Sunday? Good. (laughs) Awesome. I'm going to be reading from verse 16. And Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he said, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And then in verse 18, he says, I will not leave you comfortless, but I will come to you. And skipping down to verse 25 through 27, he says, These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you, but the comforter which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And Christmas is the time of year where we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ that took place over 2,000 years ago. But I don't believe that God came to earth empty-handed, but he came with a plan of redemption. He came with a plan of salvation, and he came with a gift for all of us. And uh, if I could have a title tonight, it would just be, The Only Gift You Need This Christmas. The Only Gift You Need This Christmas. And if we could all pray tonight, I really felt confirmation in the Holy Ghost today multiple times that this is what the Lord wanted me to speak about. 
And I want to talk about the Holy Ghost tonight, and I just want us to pray a sincere prayer individually that the Lord would just open our hearts and speak to us tonight. Can we do that? Lord Jesus, I thank you so much, God, for this Christmas season. Thank you for bringing us all here together, God, to study your word, to hear your word, to do your word. I pray, God, that you'd open up my heart and let it be good ground for your word to produce in my life. I thank you for the Holy Ghost, the greatest gift you've ever given me, God, and pray that you'd pour out your spirit upon every soul in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. If there is one thing that I have observed about Christmas, it is that everybody is searching for comfort. Um, the definition of comfort in the English language is a state of physical ease and freedom from pain or constraint. We call it, you can have a room for four people to travel in comfort. And or the easing or alleviation of a person's feelings or grief or distress when you share a few words of comfort. Almost every advertisement or commercial around the Christmas season, you will see somewhere something linked to comforting us, whether it's from the physical comfort to emotional, even spiritual comfort. And I did a simple Google search of the word comfort that gave me a few insights into our culture. So if you want to go to the first one, one of the things that came up, just that next slide, is how many of you have comfort food? Anyone ever heard this one where certain foods that you eat just bring comfort, like mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, turkey. I mean, my list can go on and on. But there's something about food that can be so comforting, right? It's like, uh, it's, it's the great time of year, right? It's Christmas. We can, we can eat whatever we want. It doesn't count, right? Um, but, you know, another thing came up, one that Jason and I are very familiar with after being on the road for a year and a half, is actually the Comfort Inn and Sweets. Has anyone ever stayed there? <laughs> comfort is what it's all about. Actually, if you keep going, you can go to the number. This one came up more than anyone, and that was Comfort Fabric Softener. Anyone use Comfort Fabric Softener here? <laughs> It's big. No one's ever heard of it? Oh, wow. They use it all over. Maybe the big one. And again, these are all images that came up in a Google search. Um, maybe the other one, if you go to the next one, is a mattress. I don't know if you can see it very well, but if you say, oh, this is super comfortable. Um, but I think the epitome of comfort for me comes in the next picture because I have a dog and my dog is comforting. Um, but there's something about certain things that bring us comfort. Plus, she's reading a book, or no, she's sipping tea, or whatever. So, um, but I would think, say that the thing that came up was the next picture, and that is emotional comfort. It's the comfort that we get from being with one another, helping one another through grief and troubled times. It's interesting that earlier in the year, I read a book by the English author Matt Haig, and it's called The Comfort Book. And it's just a book all with comforting phrases, comforting things to help you through the day. And if nothing else, reading this book showed me one thing, and that is that our world is desperate for comfort. We are looking for someone or something to remind us that we're gonna be okay, that everything's gonna be all right, and everything's gonna turn, all right, turn out all right. But I think that the problem we all face 
is that comfort in this world always has a limit and never has the ability to fully satisfy what our soul truly needs. Um, there will always come disappointment through objects, and even if we look for peace in people, even family members and our closest friends sometimes cannot comfort us to the extent that we need. I remember being a child, and I found something that brought me comfort, and I wanted to share it with you. I actually had to dig through a box at Ryan and Janelle's house to find this. This is my childhood stuffed animal, and her name was Megan. There's a long story behind the name that I won't go into, but I took this bunny with me everywhere. You can tell because the neck is kind of has like no stuffing in it because I held it like, like this. But I used to carry this bunny to junior camp. I took it to family vacations. I slept with it. I mean, it was like my comfort blanket. I probably looked like Linus from Charlie Brown, you know, who always carries a blanket with him. Um, but I think that we can always understand as kids we were looking for something to comfort us. But if I was carrying this around today as an adult, I think you all would be very concerned. And that is because I think we understand <laughs> that as we get older, there's some things that objects, they just cannot fill. And I do love this bunny. You know, it has sentimental value. But it doesn't have the same kind of comfort that it had when I was a young girl. But I can tell you about a day when I received a comfort that never went away. And that day was October 5th, 1997. It was a Sunday night at the Old Kennewick Church. And the choir was singing, and the Holy Ghost moved. I remember where I was standing. I remember the choir was singing. I remember the people that were around me when God filled me with the Holy Ghost for the first time. I was six years old, and I could feel something filling me up with joy and with peace and with comfort that I had never experienced before. I began to speak in tongues for the first time as the Spirit gave the utterance. And I think that more than anyone, God understands our humanity. He understands grief. He understands anxiety. He understands pain that we experience in our human condition. He understands our need to be comforted. In Hebrews 4 and 15, one of my favorite scriptures, it says, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. The summary of John chapter 14 is that Jesus has left the Last Supper and he has told his disciples some pretty terrible things are going to happen to me. And he continues, and he begins to comfort them. He says, don't be troubled. He says, you believe in God, believe also in me. He says, I go to prepare a place for you, and if it were not so, I would have told you. He explains that he and the Father are one, and then he goes into talking about the role of the Holy Ghost. And he says, I am sending a comforter to you. 
And that word comforter, it comes from the Greek word parakletos, which means summoned and called to one side. One who pleads another's cause before a judge, an advocate, an intercessor, a helper. The Holy Ghost was destined to take the place of our divine strength and to help us in time of need. It's the same spirit that overshadowed Mary and Jesus was born. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now available to dwell in us. Isn't that incredible? That we can have the Holy Ghost, the peace, the joy filling our insides. I think that sometimes around Christmas, we sing about joy, we sing about peace, we sing about comfort, but sometimes we don't even feel those things on the inside. And what that is is a reminder to us that we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's the only thing that can bring true comfort. And when Jesus said, I will not leave you comfortless, what he really said is, I will not leave you as orphans. That Greek word comfort is orphanos, which means he's not going to leave us without a guardian, without a counselor, without a light, but he is going to be with us. He gives us salvation from ourselves, from our circumstances, and salvation for our eternity. And I believe wholeheartedly that we need the Holy Ghost for our salvation. Jesus said in John 3, 5, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And in Acts chapter 2, verse 38 through 39, Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's a gift and a promise that's available to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. I was recently reading a book by Dr. Bernard, and he said, God has something better for us on this side of Calvary that no one in the Old Testament ever got to experience, and that is the indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost. And without his presence, where is our salvation? Unless the Spirit draws us, convicts us, and dwells in us, we will remain lost in our sinful state. We will be lost without a comforter. I don't believe that God ever intended us to live this life in this dark world without the Holy Ghost inside of us. I believe it is absolutely 100% part of, of his plan of salvation for us. In 2 Corinthians 1 and 22, he said, Now he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who also has sealed us, and given us the Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. It's a guarantee of heaven. It's a guarantee of eternity with him. And, you know, I know that Christmas has so, so many wonderful things to talk about. So many. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I love all the carols, um, even though I'm a firm advocate of only singing Christmas carols at Christmas. Um, <laughs> I know some people listen to them in the summertime. I, I don't, but... Um, but you know what? I found that Christmas without the Holy Ghost is just another time of year. And if we're not careful, we can lose sight of why he came and what he came to do in our lives. And that was to save us, to give us the most wonderful gift we could ever have, which is the gift of the Holy Ghost. And 
I know I'm, I haven't gone very long. <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but this holiday season, if you've never received the Holy Ghost, it is the only gift that you need this Christmas. I encourage you to seek after it, to ask God for it, to believe for it. If you've never spoken in tongues, which is the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost in your life, you're missing out on the greatest gift that God has ever bestowed on humanity. And I believe that if you'll ask God with a repentant and submit a heart to receive the Holy Ghost, he will fill you. Acts chapter 2 shows us that to receive that, that gift of the Holy Ghost through speaking in tongues. But there's also an incredible fruit that comes from being completely filled with his spirit, and that is the fruit of the spirit. And Galatians 5 tells us that those who are, have the spirit in them, they produce fruit. And that fruit is love. It's joy peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Seems like so many of those things are lacking in our world today. But with the Holy Ghost, we can have those, you know, those, those qualities, that fruit. I know that Christmas is such a fun time of year, and I love Christmas. But I've also found, like, as I get, get older, Christmas can be one of the hardest times of the year for people. It can be a time where you're reminded of loss, a time where it's very busy, a time where there's pain or strife or problems. And a lot of times we like to put a lot of things on top of Christmas to help take away some of that painful experience, those painful feelings that come with the holiday season. But I believe that when the angel spoke to those shepherds and he said, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. He wasn't only just talking about the birth of Jesus, but I believe he was talking about the Holy Ghost that was going to come and bring joy into our hearts and to our lives. And if you have never received the Holy Ghost, you can have it. But I'd also want to encourage you, if you have received the Holy Ghost, but it's been a really long time since you've had a refilling of the Holy Ghost that Christmas is a wonderful time to say, you know what, I'm going to take a break from all the festivities and I'm going to spend some time with the Lord until I get a full dose of the Holy Ghost in my life. Because sometimes if you're struggling to find joy and you're struggling to find peace, sometimes you just got to pray until you feel the Holy Ghost come upon you. There's a reason why Jesus called it uh, or why they call it the baptism of the Holy Ghost, because it's an immersive experience. It's complete immersion in his presence. And I really feel like it, it's, it's truly what we're all longing for this Christmas, is to have the comforter in our lives, to have the comforter in our hearts. And Jesus told his disciples, he said, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And, you know, sometimes we just have to pray until we feel the Holy Ghost come over us and we get a true refilling. You know, there are times where even walking with the Lord and, and doing our best to serve the Lord that we can still run on empty sometimes and forget to spend time with the Lord and really get a baptism of the Holy Ghost. But I have found that if I would just get alone with God and I just let him take control, he can fill me with all the things that I don't have. That's the Holy Ghost. And it's a powerful, powerful thing. And I just was hoping we could pray tonight that God would help us. If we could all stand. I know it's short. It's Christmas week. 
But I really believe that God wants each and every single one of us in this house tonight to have a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost, that we would just feel his presence come in us, Christmas in our hearts, something that you just don't get every day. If we could, why don't we just lift our hands to the Lord and say, God, we need you tonight, Jesus. More than anything this Christmas, God, we need the Holy Ghost in our lives, Jesus. I need your peace, God. I need your joy, Lord. I need you, Jesus. I need your spirit working in me, God. Lord, I pray for a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost in our lives, Lord. There is no no problem, no situation that is too difficult for you, but your your spirit, God, can come and bring a peace in every storm, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. I thank you for your presence that's here tonight. I pray that you'd move on us, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing people to your house tonight, Lord. I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost tonight. Thank you, Jesus, for coming, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything, God, that you did for us, for your death on the cross, God, for you were buried and raised again. And you gave us, Lord Jesus, the most wonderful gift we could ever have, God, the gift of the Holy Ghost inside of us. I pray that you would bless, God, every soul in this place under the sound of my voice, that you would touch their hearts, God, that you would fill them, Lord Jesus, with a peace that they've never felt or haven't felt in a long time. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, God. We love you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You are great and greatly to be praised. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what your year was filled with, um, this year was just, there were some things that happened. I lost a very dear friend. And you know, the Holy Ghost is so beautiful because it can come and bring peace like you've never felt before. And no matter what's happened this year, anything in your family, anything, the Holy Ghost can bring you comfort. It can bring you peace. It can give you joy. It can give you hope of glory. It's a foretaste of what is coming in heaven one day. So if you're ever needing anything this Christmas season, you know where you can find it. You can find it in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, thank you for being here tonight. God bless you, and Merry Christmas.